Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer requests, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. God has been ministering to my heart. I pray that they help you now for something that has happened to you in the past or something you're going through now or something you're going to go through in the future, and that's grieving the loss of someone or something. My first point today in the message, good grief, is talk to someone. Who do I talk to first, even before my wife? And y'all know I'm close to my wife. I talk to God. I talk to God. You make sure you're talking to God about everything. He knows already, but you need to get it off your chest. You need to have that relationship and that communication with God. Prayer is just talking to God. Are you with me still? That's all prayer is, is talking to God. How many of you, I love surveys. Y'all know this about me. How many of you love to talk to someone? Raise your hand. There's some in here like introverts or like not really. Some some of your talkers, there's a lot of talkers in here. You like to talk. You like to communicate, right? And some of these men got married. Boy, they were talking when they were dating. They were talking. And then I hear all these complaints now. So my husband, not necessarily here, but my husband doesn't talk to me. I'm like, bro, you were running all kinds of game back in the day. You were talking to someone. Keep talking. Now, I know there's a time that we don't talk. There's a time for quiet, and there's a time to be alone and recharge and sharpen the sword and and just, just be alone with God. But you need to talk to someone when you're going through grief. You need to talk to God. Someone say, talk to God. Or someone else you trust. This has been invaluable for me. I have a, a wonderful wife, but I have people who are close to me, my brother and others, I've talked to about grief. I've talked to Noe. Noe understands. He lost his mom years ago, long before I did. He lost his mom to cancer as well. There's people that understand. And there's some that maybe they haven't lost someone just like you, but they can comfort you, and you can talk to them, and you can be real. Don't just shut everything up, okay? Promise me this morning, when you're going through a tough time, whether it's grief or something else, don't just close down. Please. You don't want that. Remember, the enemy's goal is to isolate you. And stop you from communication and connection with other believers. That's why church is so important. That's why connect groups are so important. Why? So you can connect. So you can be around other believers. People who believe like you. Everybody in this house believes in Jesus just like me. And you say, man, I went to church to get comforted. Man, there's times I preach to get comforted. Today, this is as much for me as it is for you. And I know that when we walk through times of grief or loss or hardship or disappointment or embarrassment or shame or whatever it is we're going through, we need to talk to somebody. And in this case, it's for our grief so that our grief will be good or decent or balanced. Talk to someone. Go to Proverbs 27.9. Talk to God first and then talk to other people. The heartfelt counsel or advice... Or you could say speech or words of a friend. The heartfelt counsel of a friend is as sweet as perfume and incense. Look at this one. Look at the next verse. Never abandon a friend. That's powerful. That's a life's lesson right there. What is a friend? Anybody, can you help me with that? What is a friend? They're so orderly. I'm going to call on one of them to raise their hands. Yes, 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 Faith. Hi. What's a friend? A companion, yes, sir. She took your answer, of course. I've heard that one a lot of times. Oh, they took my answer, yes, sir. 
Someone that helps you through stuff. Yeah. A friend is someone who seeks to understand you, loves you for who you are, but is not satisfied that you are the best you can be yet. That's what a real friend is to me. It's someone who goes, no, you're amazing, but I think you can do better. A friend is someone who says, yeah, I'm here for you to, I'm a shoulder for you to cry on. And after 10 years, if you're stuck in the same place or five years, they go, okay, it's enough crying about that. It's time to move on. Some of y'all were friends with my mom and you knew. She'd say, okay, babe, it's time to rise up, woman of God. She'd say, you know what? My mom would tell people. She'd say, all right, you got to die to that now. (laughs) Die to that. But I want to be emotional. I know it's time to move on. It's time to die to it. Put that thing up on the cross and move on. Never abandon a friend, either yours or your father's. When disaster strikes, look at this. This is interesting. You won't have to ask your brother for assistance. It's better to go to a neighbor than to a brother where? Who lives far away. I'm blessed. My brother lives nearby. But I have others who support and care for me all over the nation that I can talk to. And here, people in here, in this room, and different places, I have people I can talk to. So I talk to God and I talk to others. Keep relationships, not just for this reason, but this is a good reason to have good relationships, is when you go through somebody, you have somebody. The gentleman from Saddleback, Pastor Rick Warren, he said, who are you going to be there for? Connect groups, right? Small groups, Bible studies. But he said, who's going to be there for you when you go through something? He said he had a guy who was going to his church for years and he never got connected to, to small groups. And he was so frustrated, he said, nobody's come to see me in the hospital pastor, just you. And Pastor Rick Warren said, because you've never been part of anything at the church. He said, everybody loves you, but nobody knows you really. So I'm here because I knew you and you've been at the church. I don't know, the guy had been there 10, 15, 20 years and he never really connected or talked talk to anybody. Got to talk to someone, get to know them. Get to know them. That's good for your grief. Point two today. This has really helped me. This is wise advice. I've heard this. Serve in some way. Serve. I remember the day that mom passed away. It was a, mix, it was a mixture of feelings. I, was, I felt relieved for her that she wasn't suffering anymore. And she didn't, she didn't just have terrible suffering. She went in grace and peace. But her body wasn't working like it should anymore. And I just I didn't want her to have to go through that. If She was, she was either going to be healed completely or go on and be with Jesus. And she went on to be with Jesus. I'll never forget that day. I went somewhere. I don't remember where it was. A drive through at a restaurant somewhere. And I was handing out cards, inviting people to church. And I'd do it, and I'd get back in my vehicle and just about cry. But I had so many mixed emotions that day, but I just said, Lord, I'm going to keep serving you, and I'm going to keep serving and loving others. Smiling, them and saying, smiling at them and saying, hey, you don't have a church home? Come see us. Come see us. You have a place where you belong? Come see us. And I don't even tell people I'm the pastor all the time. I, I, just, I just invite them to church. I rarely, unless they ask, what do you do? You know what I mean? What do you do? Oh, well, I'm the pastor of the English-speaking service. Oh, wow. But I'm just inviting, trying to serve in some way. Serving does what? It takes the focus off me, and it can ease pain when I can meet others' needs. It's easy to focus on yourself, isn't it? And just stay there. Man, woe is me. I'm going through it. This is terrible. And hey, we go through stuff. God bless you. God bless me. God bless us all, right? 
Like Tiny Tim said, I think it was on that, that Scrooge story or the Christmas carol, God bless us everyone, right? We're all going through it, but man, it takes a focus off us when we can love and serve somebody. Sunday mornings, Wednesday nights, energize me. Why? Because I get to see you and love you and listen to you, talk to you. Throughout the week, I get to talk to people, love them, be available to them, give them a hug, tell them they're going to make it, tell them the truth. It takes a focus off me. Let's go to Matthew 23, 11. Check this out. The greatest among you must be a servant. Wow. The greatest among you must be a servant. You see people who are blessed, you see businesses who are blessed, they serve people's needs. America has lost this art in some ways. You guys have wandered into a store and can't find anybody to help you? Or you ask them, they're like, I'll be right back, and they leave and they go on break? You've been to stores like that? Nobody's helping you. Nobody cares. Nobody wants to help you. They see you and you have a questioning look on your face and they're trying to hide and you see them in uniform. They don't want to help anybody. It's a lost art. They can't be bothered, right? Although they're getting paid to help you and serve you at their job. But I'm going to tell you right now, if you serve in some way, it will help you, it will bless you. Jesus himself said, Jesus, the God who lowered himself to human form, he was all God, but he came as a human. He washed his disciples' feet. He healed the sick. Is that serving? Can you imagine standing around healing people all day long? Multiplying bread. He had the biggest fish fry in history. The biggest cookout in history. The loaves and the fishes. Amazing. Amazing. Always serving. What a great example, and that's going to be my series next month, is Jesus, the perfect example. But look at him. He said, the greatest among you must be a servant. Got to learn to serve people. You can't serve every second, but you can serve a lot. Many times we can serve a lot more than we are. Hmm. I'm going to tell you right now, I served a, years before I became pastor. I served 10 years running sound. 10 years you think I always liked it? It was never a glorious job. I never just, I, sometimes I loved it because I got to play cool new music and people would look back there in the 90s, they'd be like, oh man, that's a good song, man. And I love that. I always love that response. I'm like, where'd you get that song? Where'd you get that? I loved serving back there. Did it 10 years. But I also got in trouble with dad a lot. It'd be the wrong timing, or I'd put the wrong music on. And I love saying this because it makes Dad smile and make you laugh. Dad would go, not that song. Play some good music. I was always like, good music. Where's my good music file? I, I, don't, I don't know. what. And you know, in the moment when you're getting in trouble, you're sweating bullets, man. And people are like this. People have no shame, right? They're all. Play some good music, right? Do what the pastor says. And, and to serve, you need God's anointing. Even it's working sound. Barry's out today. He's with his wife. They just had their baby. So I'll be sure and congratulate them. They just had their second baby. That's exciting. I believe her name is Claire. So Jonathan's covering for Barry today. And you can ask Jonathan. It's, if you don't know that, and Jonathan's doing a great job today, it's tough to do. But I'll tell you this about my brother. He's always willing to serve. He always tells me, whatever you want. I'll, I'm here. I'll serve. I'll help. I'm like, really? Praise God. Thank you. I am all about servant leadership. You don't just get to be a leader without serving. 
My goal was always to serve. Beyond anything, I wanted to learn to serve. I served in children's church. Man, I served in sound. I served on youth trips before I was youth pastor. I served on trips. I served on mission trips. And I love serving. That's not for my glory. It's not. I'm just saying, if I can serve, you can serve. Because humans are naturally what? Self-centered, aren't we? What's in it for me, man? Nothing. You just get to be blessed right now and you get a crown in heaven, I guess. But, but you sow and reap in life. That's what Jesus said. That's what Jesus said. Point three today. This is temporary. This is temporary. What you're going through, this grief, this hurt, whatever situation you're involved in right now, this is temporary. Let's go to Matthew 24, 35. Matthew 24, 35. This translation says, heaven and earth will disappear, but my words will never disappear. I like the older translation. It says, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. Heaven and earth. You mean my grief will pass away? Yes. You've heard the saying, this too will pass. I researched that saying years ago, and they tied that saying into this, that there was based on a Christian saying, basically saying, Everything else is going to pass away except for the words of Jesus. Now non-Christians, now non-believers say this too will pass. This too will pass. The storm doesn't last forever. The darkness doesn't last forever. The, the rain doesn't last forever. It just The hurricane hit and those folks thought on the East Coast it was going to last forever probably. It was raining and raining. Some places it rained 30 inches. When it's raining 30 inches, when it's in the midst of that, you probably think it's going to go on forever. But guess what? It ended. Left a big mess, but it ended. And the sun came out. This is temporary. You're not just going to be stuck there forever. You're not. If you want to improve, you, you will. If you want to be stuck, you will. Whatever you want to do, you can do it. You can decide by faith and you can move on. You can have what you believe. You can have what you want in Jesus' name. So this is temporary. Don't get stuck there. Somebody told me, and this was really ill-advised, it had only been a month, and somebody told me they thought they were being strong and wise and giving me great counsel. They said, hey, bro, don't get stuck there, man. 20 years from now, be grieving like this. I thought, it's been a month. A month. I think, I think it was five weeks at that point. And I wasn't walking around going, I can't make it. Ah! I wasn't doing that. I was explaining to someone why I couldn't make it somewhere, and they said, that's cool, it doesn't bother me, and then they started lecturing me and rebuking me, and I thought, man, how ill-advised, how foolish, how foolish. Can you imagine? 20 years, we're talking one month, it's not even 20 months yet. We're just past 20 days. But it's temporary. Somebody say with me, this too shall pass. Mm -hmm. Would you put that verse up there again, please? Doesn't matter which translation. Let's look at that verse. I like that. It says, heaven and earth will disappear, but my words will never disappear. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words shall not pass away. This is temporary. Just remember that. Remember, you look to the other side and go, wait, if I push this out into eternity, what is this going to be in eternity? It's not going to feel like this in eternity because there's other things more important than what I'm going through even right now. There's other things in eternity. Eternal value of souls. You say, and you're grieving for someone who went to heaven. Say, man, they're in heaven. Praise God. They have it better than us now. 
They have it better than us. Things like that, things that you're grieving or things that you're concerned about or things that you're disappointed about, push it out into eternity and go, okay, how would I feel if this was in eternity in 10,000 years? This isn't going to be a big deal in 10,000 years. You know what's going to be a big deal in 10,000 years? How you loved God and loved others and how you served in 10,000 years because record is being written in heaven right now. That's so important. Look at point four today on good grief. Point four. It's okay to cry. It's okay to cry. You're going to get a grip on yourself, you know, whatever, and you're going to be, I can talk about it a lot more freely now without crying on a Sunday morning. It's okay to cry, though. And some of you are like, I cry alone. Praise God. You do what you got to do. Cry on somebody's shoulder. Cry alone. But as you're getting through it, it's okay to cry. Look at Psalm 56.8. This really moved me. This moved me. Psalm 56.8. Look at what the psalmist is telling the Lord. You keep track of all my sorrows, all my sadness, all my grief. Right? You have collected all my tears in your bottle. Why would he do that? Your tears are important to God. You have recorded each one in your book. Let's go to the beginning of that verse again. I want folks to see that. You've collected all my tears in your bottle. That must mean your tears are important to God, huh? What you go through is important to God. Whether it was a poor decision we made and put ourselves in that or somebody else did it to us or it it happened in life or an accident was caused by somebody else's carelessness, God is keeping track. Scripture says, you have collected all my tears in your bottle. That's very comforting to me that God would store my tears. He's, he keeps record of all, every tear you've cried. Let's go to Ecclesiastes 3.4. A time to cry and a time to laugh. A time to grieve and a time to dance. I don't know where you are with loss right now, if you're grieving someone or something, but there's also a time to laugh, even though there's a time to cry. Some of you are going through things with family members. Some of you are going through hurts, disappointments. You've suffered loss. Everybody in here has suffered loss somehow. It's okay to cry. It's temporary. It's okay to cry. You be comforted in that. And I believe someone in here needs to hear, you know what? <clears throat> you can be balanced about it, but you can feel the loss. You can grieve the loss. And you need, once again, I need to reiterate this. You need to take it to God and offer God your grief. I read that in a book. A book about grieving is offer your grief to God. What you're miserable about, what you're hurting about, whoever you're missing or who you've lost in life, you offer that up to God. And say, what, an, what kind of an offering is that? Hey, if he's storing my tears in his bottle... I think he'll take my grief, won't he? Say, Lord God, accept my grief. I offer my grief and sadness and despair to you. And I've done that in some of the toughest moments. It's okay to cry. Just offer it to God. And point five this morning, speak the word. Speak the word. You say, man, I don't know my Bible really well. Look it up on your smartphone. Ask somebody. Get out of concordance. Go through your Bible. Find promises of God that you can quote every day. You know how many times I've had to say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me? You know how many times I've had to say, greater is he who is in me than he that is in this world? You know how many times I've had to say, man, Jesus, you said you will never leave me nor forsake me. That other verse, heaven and earth will pass away, but Lord, your words will not pass away. 
just quoting scripture to the Lord. You, open the, you can open the word and find stuff that covers your situation and you can read it out loud. Let's go to Joshua 1.8. I love this one. Look at the New King James Version here. Joshua 1.8. Speak the word. It says, this book of the law, you can call it scripture or whatever. He's talking about the Old Testament there and their, their law books, right? Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, especially the the first several books of the Bible there and the books, actual books of law. But he's talking about scripture that was given by God. It shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and what? Night. That you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way what? Prosperous and then you will have good success. You've got to speak the word. You're going to be tempted how many of you are tempted to say negative stuff? When you're going through it, you just you say ne- you default to negative. How many of you? It's very human, isn't it? Oh man, I don't know how we're gonna make it. Oh man, I don't know if my hair is ever gonna grow back. Well, in my case, I don't know. <laughs> just right around here. I don't know if we're. I'm, oh, I've heard people say some crazy stuff. The first thing they do is despair. Is, man, I don't know what God is doing. Or, I've heard people say, I don't know what God's thinking. No, you're right. You don't know what God is thinking. How can I know what He's thinking? Even by the Spirit of God, He reveals things to us, but God's mind is so lofty and He has so much on His mind. There's things I'll just never understand until I get to heaven. But no matter what, <clears throat> every day, Good and bad times make it a habit. Speak God's word. Somebody say, I will will. speak the word. Somebody say, I will will. speak the word. word. Good times times. or bad times. times. I will speak speak. and declare God's promises. That's right. That's good. That is right. That's what you need. You don't ever want to be one of those people that nobody wants to ask you how you're doing because you go, man, I think I died yesterday. I think it all ended. I just, I just died in your arms tonight. I mean, I don't know, whatever. That's, that song I'm always like, I died in your arms tonight. You ever thought about that? I would have to agree with you, Sister Rose. I came to life in my wife's arms. I like affection. She hugs me, I'm all... I'm like, give me a kiss now, baby. Don't let the word depart from your mouth. Speak it, speak it, speak it over and over and over again. All right? Speak it, speak it, speak it over and over again. See, I don't even believe it yet. If you say it long enough, you're going to start believing it. Faith comes by what? Hearing and hearing by the word of God. It takes repetition and practice we talked about last week. Repetition and practice. You got to keep doing it. Keep doing it. Keep doing it. I want to encourage you this morning. I want, before we close in prayer and I start praying over folks and stuff, I want somebody to repeat after me. I want you to say, I will make it through this. I'm a success. I'm an overcomer. I'm actually more than a conqueror, according to God's word. I'm God's child. I'm positive. I have plenty of food to eat. My bills are paid. I have a place to stay. God is blessing me. I am well off. I'm beyond the land of even. As I give, 
I have more than enough. Amen. I have more than enough. I'm a success. Let's give the Lord a clap offering this morning.